You are welcome to Sports Analysis Network Studio and this is Sports Analysis Network for more. I'm your regular handful. I'm the Hamid, I'm the Karim, or Lali, Connie, and also call me for what joys to call me up on this episode. We shall be talking about Paris Mbappe, Kian Mbappe's contract at Paris Saint Germain. We shall also be discussing transfers as we as we share as we hear the transfers in. Not forgetting, we shall also be discussing the UEFA Champions League preview, Champions League winner between Liverpool and Real Madrid and in France over the weekend. And of course, we shall also begin a review of the UEFA Conference League game between Mumbai and Feyenoord, which took place on Thursday. And of course, the topic of issue for this podcast shall be the battle of the goals, the battle between Diego Armando Maradona and of course Pelé, who is the creator player of this iconic duo. I shall not be working alone on the show. I have with me Ibrahim Moiz for Valley for Alaji. Yes, Alaji is good to have you back on the show. Hey, football dreams. Thank you for having me back on the show and allow me to tender a sincere apology for not being available for a very long time. And also allow me to pledge my loyalty to the podcast. I should expect more of him next season by the special grace of God. Thank you for having me once again. All right, apology accepted. Let's start from let's start from the battle of goals. I mean, before going to before delve into other issues, I mean, may you may just see me, ma, Diego Armando Maradona and Edison Simantu, best popular report today. I mean, these are the two of the greatest players that have played the Grand Vida game. Of these two players, I mean, the arguments have come back and I mean, there have been arguments over the years that who is the better player between these fantastic duos. Your own opinion, who are you picking your death with? Diego Armando Maradona or Edison Simantu, or popularly called Pele. Ah, that is going to be um, a very tough one because from the from we we need to look at the era. The the Pele era came before that of Maradona, and even coincidentally, when one era was about to end, the other era was starting to spring up at home. And then you, you also notice the kind of career they both had, and when it comes to national team, Pele was very prolific. Very, very prolific. I think he had about 77 national goals out of like, I think, 90 or 90 plus um, matches he played for the national national team, the Brazilian national team. And another thing is the fact that Pele never, he didn't spread his wing across Europe like Maradona did. Pele was more confined to his um, South America, the Brazilian league and all, and was able to drive and score a lot of goals. But if, since we are looking at the battle of goals, then definitely Pele would have it for me. Because it was very prolific, it was very decisive, and it was always there to turn up for his team and his country. But that doesn't undermine the effects Maradona also had with the Argentinian, uh, Argentine League, uh, Argentine, uh, his country, Argentina, Argentina rather. Why am I saying say something else? <laughs> his country, and then the, the, the list of um, European clubs he played for because he was definitely ready to leave a mark wherever it is he went and he tried as much as possible to be professional. But sticking with the battle of goals is definitely Pele has it. But another thing, another thing, my this should be the conclusive part 
Another thing is, if you look at the rules they put played in their team, Maradona was more like, I'm the one that has to drag this team along with me. More like he had this central role, which the team revolved around him, and they were always looking for him to like pull them out of tough, tough situations and all, which he delivered also on that. While Pele on the other one was the, the, the target man up front, this is the person we just need to give the ball to, and then definitely we have goals and every other thing. I, I would, it would have been very easier to, um, very difficult to, to put a distinction between the both of them. If they had played during the same era, then that means during the era of Pele, or maybe probably during the time of um, Maradona, like we have between Messi and Ronaldo now. But the, the eras were quite different, and at the same time, the era for Pele was more like that to be the, the, the starting point for Maradona because they always had to look up to Pele and all the history was already there from for Pele and every other thing. So Maradona was always trying to like look ahead and oh, go fine, this person has done this and definitely let me also try to do as much as I can do for my country and the host of clubs he plays for across uh, his career. I mean, very good. I mean, very good one. I mean, talking about the yeah, Maradona on the other hand, I mean, just to say that uh, Pierre was more prolific, but he also checked. I mean, that Maradona was not a typical striker. I mean, unlike Pele, Pele was a forward. Though Maradona could also play as a forward. Yeah, yes, yes. Yes, he played as an attacking. He played as an attacking figure, as right wing, and of course, a central forward. And and that might have influenced number of goals he scores. And just like he said, in Maradona. Yes, he, yes he definitely. Has, Spread his, ter- uh, his tentacles. I mean, he played with Barcelona, winning the Copa. Yes, finished. Yeah, he won the Copa day with Barcelona. I mean, he won the um, this other title. So I can't remember at the moment. But he made it. He, uh, he made an invaluable mark when he played with Napoli. I mean, that was where he made his name when he played in Europe, where he won. When he won two Copa Italia. One thing about yeah. Maradona. Where he won two Copa Italia with Adriano. Uh, when he won two. Uh, um, two, uh, where you want to Copa Italia, then you say Copa, Copa Italia, uh, two league titles rather, uh, with Napoli. And I two league titles, yes, yes, and you also won a, a Copa Italia title with the team from Naples. I mean, and you also saw that, I mean, one of the iconic goals that we've ever seen, I mean, we saw that from uh, Diego Maradona against this World Cup. I mean, which was the only World Cup he won for Argentina, and uh, up to date, I mean. Up to date, I don't think we've ever seen an individual, a brilliant individual performance from any player at the World Cup as we saw from Diego Maradona in 1986. I mean, from what I've said, does this influence on your opinion or does it make you change your opinion about who you are pitching your against with? No, 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 no. I don't have a change of opinion on who I'm going to give it to. The 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 intention of the discussion is on goals. If you are talking about goals, definitely Pele has it because he's a striker and he delivered on that front, being someone who was decisive, prolific, and he knew where the goal post was. And that was why I made the distinction between the roles they both played during their career. Maradona was more like the central for the team. Um, the attacking midfielder, I have to like bring the ball out, I have to connect with the striker, I have to look for the goals, I have to assist and all. While, while Pele was just up front, give me the ball, I know where the goal post is and let me score. 
Lance would have been a different, you know, you know, the nomadic career of Maradona actually helped him because he was able to pull in the experiences from different leagues and different continents. But at the same time, it's, it was a limitation on his own end too. Probably if he, if he had stayed in South America, where he was very comfortable, maybe he would have scored more goals than Pele. And maybe if Pele had also... You are not saying something. Yes, don't you think with Pele not moving abroad? I mean, don't you think? And, he, and don't forget, uh, you should not, uh, you not forget that he played around 1950s to 1960s. He played with, let me say, um, half-break professionals as compared to the players, professionals Diego Maradona played with. And that could have influenced the number of goals he scored. And not today, you know, he still claims that he scored more than 1,000 goals. This is the issue of half-break, half-break, um, um, teammates or anything. Even the if, if you are looking at the um, the way the professional football is going now, definitely you can't have a team where you have superstars or unless you have the money to pull in the big people into your team like PSG is trying to do. A balanced football team should have average players and also the big teams because obviously you would need squad players to always train with the big players. So being half big or not. That is another uh, thing entirely. He played half big. Maybe if he had played his all star team, they probably would also have wanted to score rather than looking up to Pele to score for them. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And then probably if he had actually left South America too, maybe he wouldn't have been able to score as much goals as he scored while he was at Santos. So the comfort, the comfort, one thing I've noticed about players right from the era of Pele and out, even till today, is the issue of comfortability. That's why you see some players getting to their prime age and they want to go back to their country, probably because they feel more comfortable there, because of the language, because of the food, that, that their diet, being close to the family and everything like that. But on the issue of goals, Pele would have it for me. Pele would have it for me because it is very, very, very clear. And like he rightly said, he claimed that he scored more than 1,000 goals. He might not, all his goals might not have been recorded, which is actually true because of the, the because of the lack of um, the how do I say storage? I don't want to use the word storage. Recording, yeah, record. Uh, so these are these are these these are part of the issues. Maybe if we, we we don't have we don't have any means to go back and revisit those matches because some of them might not have been recorded or probably we don't even have recordings for for some goals or for some matches. But at the same time, looking at the kind of career he had. I wouldn't say he did not score more than 1,000 goals. Hmm. I wouldn't. All right. I'd like to just move. I mean, I mean, let's move. I mean, we still have a lot of we still have a lot of discourse and we have limited time. I mean, let's go to, I mean, let's talk about Kian Mbappe. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kian Mbappe has really used the, I mean, three extension deal with Paris and Germain. I mean, it's a mega deal. Not, not only that deal will make him uh, the highest paying, uh, the highest any footballer in the world. And of course, um, the most powerful. I mean, the only thing I'm only disappointed that Paris Saint Germain is not even that. I'm sorry, Paris Saint Germain did not even offer him any shares to hold the club. I mean, they did not offer him what? I mean, any shares to hold the club. I mean, if he could offer him all those kind of power, the power to have a say in who to be appointed as a coach, as a director, then he should also have a share. I mean, just making the owner make you know that nine year club. Uh, you know, you know the issue with PSGs, they are desperate. And when you have desperation, 
when it is very clear that you are desperate, the players will demand things they should not demand. And that is one of the issues facing Manchester United. So the issue with Manchester United is more an off-field issue than the on-field issues that they have. Now, on the issue of Kalen Mbappé specifically, one thing I can say is that he deserves to be as far as... I think he made the best decision for himself. He's still very young. He has a lot of years ahead of him to switch into another league and get whatever it is he wants. He's the World Cup holder, World Cup winner. He has the league title. He has the cup title with France. He has, he has won all the major trophies he can win in his league. And he has won the World Cup. So I don't see any any reason for him to rush his decision to leave the club. Mm-hmm. And he's playing with the best players at the moment. Some of most of the best players in their best in the, in the posi- different positions that we have on the football pitch. So the, I, I think one other thing is, aside from the desperation part, is the fact that I don't think they have a conclusive sporting project. And that would be one of the faults or one of the um, lacunas of their sporting director, Leandro. Because I don't know why you would offer to you try to bring you in. That's what you think Definitely. There's a difference between you being able to negotiate and you being able to identify the best sporting projects for a particular club. There's no doubt that PSG has, they, are, they have the, the, the required skill state, the required quality in their team. They have it and they know how to they have a very good academy to where they can bring in players from. But at the same time, they've never had that sporting project that was readily readily available to convince people that yes, this is a third force that can break the ranks of top teams in England, top teams in Spain, top teams in um, in um, the German League and also play with the uh, I don't want to say the past glory people of the Italian Super Serie A. I don't want to be disrespectful with um, things from the Italian Serie A. So, but at the same time, they need a, a sporting director that has uh, the, the, the required experience. They, we have, they have the quality. I don't think they need to buy players as that now. They don't need players. They need a coach and a sporting director that can bring the players together. Even if we, a particular tactic is not working for them. Bringing a coach that can tweak things. And another thing is, another the coach that must come in must be someone that has the the, the power to instill discipline. You, you, you have anyone and in that, mind? I, I would, I would see if they can take Morio from Roma, I don't mind. I don't think Morio. To come and play around football. To come and play, what, what football did you see? To come play around, around football. How is it around football? You, you, know, you know, just a moment, we know it's accidents. We know we always play these players. We must give them freedom to play football. I mean, with this defensive style of play. Is, you are the one thinking it is a defensive style of play. That's how he plays. Go, see, the thing is this. Is that how he plays? The thing is this. You no, know, wait. The thing is this. Attack would win you a match. Okay. But your defense is going to win you the league. Uh, that, that was the 90s. That, that is it. That, that was the 90s. You said that was in the 90s. Now look at the issue with me. That's an issue with Marcelo Bielsa. That's an argument for another No, let me make this reference to Marcelo Bielsa. Marcelo Bielsa believes that if he scores five goals, I need to score six goals. 
Bielsa is one of vibes, nonsense. I beg. Don't call him vibes, nonsense. But it depends on the ideology of the coach. Now back to Kylian Mbappe. I think PSG gave him too much, and I would want to see a coach that can instill discipline in the team because if they don't get it right with their coach selection, hmm. Mbappe is going to be bigger than the players there, and might be bigger than the club. So, Aladi, that takes me to the next question. In one minute, I mean, where does this deal put less of Neymar and Lionel Messi? Because these guys literally handed the keys to the club. Eh, Messi is already made already. Messi is made. There's, I don't so, think it will so have any more. So, you should be saying yes, sir, to Mbappé? No, he's not, he's not going to, obviously, he's not going to say yes, sir, to Mbappé. Ah, that, that's what they do. No, that's it. Did, the, if, the club if, is if, the club if, is not. Nobody could tell the coach not to play Messi in particular match, or he couldn't tell the director to say Messi. And that's what that was why I said that they must get a coach that must be disciplined, someone that knows what he's doing. If a, if a player should tell you not to play a particular player, it is up to you to decide that. Ah, why is he telling me? What reason do you have to tell me? What reason do you have to dictate? And besides, don't let us don't let us uh, mis misunderstand the contract. The opinion of players can be sought when they are trying to get a coach. Mm. When Messi was also at Barca, obviously you have to consult with the captain of the team, and consult with the big players of the team too. If and it doesn't necessarily mean that players uh, players would have to like um, dictate to the coach that this is what you should do. I would, and let me remind you, that thing also happened during the period of um, Guardiola at Bayern. When Bayern was playing Real Madrid in the second leg semi-final um, of the Champions League, where the players decided, told Guardiola that they wanted to play the old Bayern style. And Guardiola the, the allowed them to play the old Bayern style. What happened? They lost the game in the second leg now. So if you don't, autonomy should be given to a player. We, 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 you can seek for the advice. Don't worry, I know you can seek for the advice, but at the same time, that that was why I said they must get it right with their coach selection. Yes, the coach can yes. seek for advice from Mbappe, but at the same time, it should not be controlled by Mbappe. Of the issue of desperation is still there. Thank you very much. Don't worry, they, they, they must they, they, they must listen to this. I mean, they, since you want them to hire just same with you, I mean. I think they will listen to <laughs> <laughs> Or oh, they should go for Zidane if he's ready to coach them. Zidane is also a very, a very nice option too. Oh, all right, all right. If he's ready to coach them. Before we go to the European competitions, let's quickly talk transfers. Uh, Aladi, please, in three minutes, let's quickly talk transfers. I mean, yes, uh, still picks, we are still with Paris and German. News also have it that uh, Paris and German are willing to sell Neymar if they get a suitable price. I mean, why not? I mean, this guy just signed a new contract with them less than a year ago. I mean, is this another, is this an handwriting on the wall? Is it, does this have any effects on Mbappe? Has Mbappe told the new or the incoming director that director that uh, Neymar is, I mean, Neymar is no longer needed at, this, at the club? Uh, I think it's also, it is, it is uh, a sporting, it would be a sporting decision and also a financial decision. Is it right decision? I would say, eh? Neymar has not lived up to the potential they hoped he was going to live up to. And that was partly because the fault of the, sporting, the previous sporting director too. When you give players uh, a lot of privileges, they tend to misuse them. And I've noticed that thing around South African, South American players. 
Neymar has misused the opportunities he had at PSG. Mm. He has, and that is why he, that's why the new force of Mbappe is now trying to yeah, is now over, overshadowing his own uh, image at the club. It was the whole intention of bringing Neymar there was to win the Champions League and everything. The intention was to build a team around Neymar, but now it seems that they are building the team around Mbappe instead of Neymar. So if they are going to sell him. It's going to be a sporting decision and also a financial decision. Financial in the sense that they are taking um, a very good chunk of the wage bill. They are removing a very good chunk away from the wage bill, which would allow them to bring in new players and also be mindful of the financial fair play too. But it is not entirely a good decision in the sense that he is just 30. Mm-hmm. With the right coach, with the right discipline and the right sporting project, I think we can still have two, two or three good years from, from Neymar. If injury doesn't allow him to uh, if, um, um, stay on the bench, because part of last season was on the bench and was also still misusing the opportunity. No, 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 it will be a very terrible destination for him. <laughs> but, but, but you just said, if, uh, yes. but you just said if, we get, if we stay fit and get a very proper coach, I mean, Barcelona have a proper coach in Chavi at the moment. I mean, Neymar, I mean, what would be, it would be a very uh, huge work on it. I mean, it would be a very huge development. I mean, he would say to Barcelona if he comes back to something else. Maybe, maybe if we had Messi then. Mm-hmm. We had, if we, we had her, but All we right. don't have Messi. All right. Go and go the sort of connection they had then, no. Mm-hmm. Neymar is big. I wouldn't say Neymar is bigger than Barcelona, but Neymar is not so... Mm-hmm. He's going to come and disrupt the the dressing room because Barcelona is trying to build a new project, build a build on a new project now. And really Neymar is going to like disrupt everything mm. for them. So I think what Neymar can do now is just to go to a team that really needs him. He should any, go to a team that really needs him. Any suggestion? Uh, maybe Manchester United would be a bad place for him to go to. You, 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 you've never shown. <laughs> You're interested to Manchester United. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, this, this is not. Uh, I'm not trying. To to be sentimental or anything. Okay, but Manchester but, United is going to be a good fit for him. Mm. With Ronaldo. Mm. Mm. That would, I mean, that would be yes, with Ronaldo up front. Mm. 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 All right, interesting times. <laughs> interesting times ahead. Quickly, let's talk about the UEFA Champions League. Okay, before we go to the UEFA Champions League, let's really talk about I mean, the UEFA Conference League. I mean, Roma became the maiden champion of, the, of that maiden edition. Getting fair not by going to the airport, so that goes from Diago Casanova in the first part of that encounter. I mean, Jose Mourinho, the genius. I mean, I mean, this guy is a born winner. I mean, if you win the UEFA Conference League, you must call it. This guy is a show how, how a genius he is. You see, the, the Morio is a winner, just like mm. you said, mm. and it will forever be the special one mm. because mm. He, he has the anointing. Mm. Mm. He has the anointing already. Mm. So no matter what people say about him because of his style of football or anything, mm. I just feel he understands the tenets of winning because mm. I, there is we don't have much difference between the style of play from Conte and Morio. Conte too is quite defensive, but he's very um destructive on the counter attack he has certain uh, certain profile of players who would prefer to work with players would, that would be uh he needs the creativity in the midfield he needs someone that is strong in the midfield and he needs the pace up front and also through the wings too and he needs players that can play out from the back 
so that you build the record. So and that is what Mourinho is not someone you play out from the back, but he's someone that understands the importance of protecting the lead. Mm. And that is where the issue of dominance and control comes in. You might dominate the match. We come back to this Mourinho matter next week, guys. Next, now next oh. episode, the topic share is is this Mourinho still special? So anticipate. So guys, so, for me, and, oh, and that was what he oh. did, and that was what he did uh, during the uh, the final, the recent final. Because after he scored, though but, the were trying to score, but at the same time. He, he was he controlled the match okay and that is what the winner will do because mm-hmm. he understood the importance of having that first school mm-hmm. the mentality and that is what Morio is all about that that winning mentality must be instilled in the players mm-hmm. and that's if you look at the issue of when it was at um, Manchester United Smalling and Mkhitaryan didn't really have impact but now Mkhitaryan is, is offering Mkhitaryan another deal to stay at AS Roma while police were saying it back then that he like, was going to offload Smalling and Mkhitaryan because he did not use them. So about Morio, it is the mentality for him. Mm. He understands the importance of winning, winning, winning trophies, mm. and that is what and that was what he did. Mm. So Morio will always be the special one. Mm. Right. You might not like his tactics, but definitely you cannot write Morio. You All cannot right. write him off. Right. I don't yeah. they are going to give him money to buy a good set of players to improve. On the, I want this to be I want this to next season. Yes, we shall. Uh, no, 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 no. That is so yeah. overreaching. You know. uh, I'm not saying you should win the I'm not saying uh, you should win the league next season. Wait now, you need to you need to build on the existing success now. You cannot just win the league. Uh, uh, calm down now. Oh, all right. You know how you know how much Conte too Conte Conte spent at Inter Milan before you won the league. Eh? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. All right. So let's you need about... to give them money to improve the form. All right. Let's talk about the UEFA Champions League final. I mean, which is the biggest, uh, uh, biggest pop competition, biggest pop final, the biggest final in European football. Um, yes, getting time champion Real Madrid playing host. I mean, sorry, we'll be facing. We'll be having like as drawn as six time champion Liverpool. I mean, this is football heritage. We are talking about football heritage. Indeed, this is football heritage. 19 championship titles between both sides. Alaji, what should we be expecting in that encounter? I think you should you should be expecting football at its finest because of the caliber of players uh, from both teams. Maybe we'll have something like uh, the Real Madrid versus the. Uh, Manchester City United, uh, Manchester City um, football semi final, semi final match. But at the same time, I would want Liverpool to, Liverpool to be very cautious. Consider the fact that if you look at the last two, three matches they played, you can sense fatigue in the team. Mm-hmm. And that would likely be something Madrid would want to capitalize on, considering the fact that they've been resting their players since they won. But at the same time, we both know the coaches are tactical genius. Liverpool would definitely want to do. Liverpool would definitely want to counter-press Madrid. And Madrid would definitely want to control the game too. And also play football and everything like that. But I think the first goal is going to be very, very important. Mm. And that is where the mentality comes in. That is where the mentality comes in. 
And I would want Liverpool to be very cautious of the counter-attacking shots from 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 Madrid, from, from Madrid because Liverpool is someone that they like this high line pressing, especially when they are trying to get the second ball. That is where you see them um, covering you, and at the same time, they don't want you to get out of your own box and everything like that. So that was why I said we we'll see football at its finest. We we'll see tactical changes and tactical um, and superiority and everything like that. But that first goal and the mentality will be decisive. Who are you pitching against? Ah, I obviously I don't want Madrid to win. <laughs> I don't want the cup to come to play, but. At the same time, I'm not a fan of Liverpool too. But even if it's a Manchester, United, Manchester City now, definitely I'll go with my genius. Guardiola, I'll go with him. But at the same time, I feel Liverpool deserves it. Definitely, they deserve yeah, it. Well, well, they mm, Madrid did not show that um, level of uh, electric, uh, el- uh, elastic uh, distance elastic that we would lose. Um, did this striking... Is it BTS? Uh, big PSG? It also, you know, you know, the Saturday night, beat Manchester City. Wait, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down. Let us calm down, let us calm down, let us calm down. You see, the thing about Madrid this season, it is not about the old tactics, though he tried as much as possible to revolve his football around Benzema. But at the same time, it was the will and the determination of the players that won those matches, not the fact that Asiloti was able to bring up any tactical changes that change the course of the match. Mm. If you are looking at, if you are making a reference to any match, make a reference to that of Manchester United, Manchester City. Why do I keep saying United? Why was my own United? <laughs> hey, Manchester City, in the yes, sense that for, ni- for, 19, for the ni- for 19 minutes, I mean, now, I don't know why I'm saying United <laughs> now. Manchester City, they did not have any shot on target for a good 90 minutes, not until they started putting in the pressure in the dying minutes, hoping that they were going to salvage something, probably just for a go in front of their fans as a consolation for them. Not as if they, they actually had that mentality to do anything, to do something spectacular. But they have that belief, that spirit of fighting until the end. And that was one of the things he has instilled in them. Not because they, are, they have this tactical superiority or anything. And that is one thing we all know Klopp for. Klopp might be losing two, 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 goals, in the, two goals down by halftime. When is the second time? He knows what to do. He knows how to bring on the right sub. He knows what to tell his players and everything like that. When it comes to tactical superiority, Liverpool has over Madrid. Over Madrid. But at the same time, that's winning mentality. Madrid right. is known for winning mentality. All right. Well that's why I said the first well. goal is important. The first Thank, goal is important. Thank you very much, Alaji. It is good. It's good having you back on the show. Yes, do not forget that you can join us on social media. Twitter is sweet at science on Twitter, on Facebook Sport Analysis Network is the name, on Instagram Sport Analysis Network is the name. We shall return bigger, stronger, and better next week. Au revoir. Definitely. You have a wonderful week. All right. Get ahead.